Hello, welcome to Leadership Lessons for Sports Managers. This is a podcast to discuss how popular leadership books connect to leadership theories and how sports managers could use these lessons in these books in their personal and professional lives. My name is Jordan Wilkerson, and I just I just wanted to start off by talking about this phenomenal book that I read. It was amazing. Um, leadership Goal, Lessons I've Learned from a Lifetime of Leading by John C. Maxwell. Phenomenal leader. Um, I actually gonna um, talk about some things that I kind of looked at as like golden nuggets. You know, I know this is called leadership goal, and I think he just gave out a lot of golden nuggets on his, you know, experiences as being a leadership and I mean a leader in different um, levels of you know business and um, his endeavors. Um, the book first off just starts off by just explaining um, this contrast of leadership that he had been received um from his past uh, mentors uh his mentors were more so um the type of mentors that explain leadership as um though you had to kind of separate yourselves from the rest of your people you know like leaders had to be on a different type of pedestal a different type of level as the rest of you know the the followers and John spoke early in his experiences with being in a leadership position that he kind of felt that nudge, that kind of tear between the two because um, obviously his successful mentors, you know, had spoke these words into him um, as as direction to be a great leader and they were leaders, a great leaders themselves. But when you're when you're in a point of leadership and you're in a place of leadership, it's it's a little bit different. Um, depending on, you know, the type of person you are and the type of characteristics you have. So he goes in by explaining his first, you know, experience as working. Um, he worked at a job for a few years. And as most, you know, um, uh, people, first time, you know, workers, they, they don't typically stay in that job for long. It's kind of like a stepping stone. And as he did that, you know, as, as time progressed and within that company, he kind of realized he didn't want to go there. And he kind of felt the backlash of him wanting to leave a lot of his, um, employees and his um peers were kind of upset at him for leaving and um that's because he didn't separate the um the lord the authority of power the different power levels so you know he was too invested and um into you know the organization and his and the people he was leading and he kind of felt like you know that wasn't the the best approach because his mentors you know were telling him um that he shouldn't be that way he goes on to talk about another other experiences where he had um, felt that um, he had been distancing himself from his employees and his next um, endeavor, his next job that he only, you know, got close with his employees at like, you know, Christmas functions and things as go as that such matter and not really, you know, trying to indulge into the personal relationships. But then that kind of that paradigm kind of switches because he goes in to talk about the close relationships allows him um, to help the people and be helped by the people. Um, he talked about taking people to the top is what good leaders do. Lifting people up to a new level is a requirement to a good leadership. It's hard to achieve that goal if you aren't close to those people that you lead because you can no longer sense their needs and their thoughts. And I really believe that's very valid. You know, we um, I've, I, I've discussed this in um, some of my um, grad level classes, my graduate level classes. Uh, we talked about um, the part of managerial functions and part of a managerial function is communication, uh, communication, uh, planning, organizing, uh, organizing, 
Um, and it's all to seek, informa seek information, inform others, ask and answer those questions, delegate, consult, you know, and those outside interactions. These are all a part of, you know, our lessons that we learned about managerial um, functions in class that we spoke on and we, what we, um, took time reading about and watched PowerPoint and we looked over a PowerPoint about it. Um, it's, imp it's imperative that, you know, in that, in those, in, in, in that realm of managerial functions, outside interactions is part of, you know, the, within the organization, um, to, to get the proper feedback, to inform others, to ask questions, to delegate and consult, um, people really, um, you know, tied to that outside interaction. Like, what are we talking about outside our job? Um, you know, he, he even talks about, you know, people don't really care about uh, how much you know. It's about how much you care about them. Um, and as he spoke, you know, these words and we he, he discussed it in his book, um, it was almost about overarching thing that it, if it's lonely at the top, you're not doing something right. If it's lonely at the top, if you were living this, you know, um, lifestyle leadership where, you know, it's disdained um, order of power, there's a separation of order of power of authority, it's different levels, um, even though that is a very, trend, that is very, you know, accurate, you know, and it's different levels of management, different levels of authority, different levels of responsibility. But if you look at it as that, um, you kind of lose sight of your leadership roles. You, you kind of lose sight of the, the way you need to be leading people. And the overarching thing, again, is if it's only at the top, you're doing something, you're, you're not doing something right. If, it, if you're the only one at the top that um, gets to reap these awards, that gets to, you know, feel as though, you know, that they are the motor of it and you only feel alone up there, then you're not doing a great job because leaders, you know, bring people up with them. And um, John had experienced this in a, you know, in his own way of leadership, in his own role of leadership. He couldn't, you know, just rely on the past mentors of what he said. And I really think that's very interesting um, for a successful man um, who has successful mentors to see it at a different realm. Um, he talked about the, there are a lot of people in this world that are willing to give advice on things they've never experienced. They're like a bad travel agent. They sell you an expensive ticket and you'll never see them again. But in contrast, good leaders are your tour guides. They've been in the area. They talk with you. They walk you through it and they try to provide their best experience. And that's when he talks about, um, organizing, um, uh, information and organizing, um, you know, delegations of responsibilities for people and planning those things out, um, not just giving someone something that you, you never, you know, really been through. Um, you kind of, you know, walk them through it um, to gain to, to gain this kind of, you know, relationship. You, you need to allow people to learn from you, allow people to be under you. He talks a lot about um you know, allowing people to exactly like mimic what you're doing, sit there and um, observe and allow them to act upon their observations is a critical part of leading people. It's not, you know, he, he actually distinguishes a, a difference between um, a leader and a boss. He talks about a leader, you know, a boss being just saying, go, you know, go do this. Let's, you know, you need to do this, um, giving you a task and just giving you, you know, the direction to do it is just telling you to not you need to go do this. But a leader, it, the leader says like, "Let's go! Come on, let me show you how to do this. Hey, let me put you uh, through the ropes of what I've done, and um, so you can just experience um, the things that I felt." Um, 
one one major uh kind of um i guess the the kind of like the golden some of the golden nuggets that he talked about um and, and it's it's a it's a catchy kind of phrase to you know remember uh to gain credibility as a leader you must continuously show three things um this is like one of the golden nuggets and you know write it down you might want to keep this so if you ever have you know in that position where you are in a leadership role a managerial position you know exactly you know what the kind of things that a successful leader needs to do he needs to possess what he needs to show so he can so that his um the people that you're following i mean the people that are following you can have confidence in your leadership so one one of those things is initiative and he explains it as you have to get up to go up you have to get up to go up. And and I think you have to get up to go up means, you know, the initiative, you have to go do this. You have to go do this. You have you need to go do this first as a leader. You have to go, you know, make those certain decisions. You have to go um, put yourself out on a limb with um, finding people that could work for you um, and things like that. As a leader, you kind of take on that responsibility. And that goes hand in hand with the next golden nugget is sacrifice. You have to give up to go up. You have to give up certain things. You have to give up certain responsibilities. Uh, again, no one does it alone. Uh, that's one of the big things that John says, you, you know, it, you, it's, lo- it's not lonely at the top. You can't do it alone. You need someone else to um, uplift you. He even talked about how he challenged any of the great leaders to ask them at his um, conferences, the, you know, his motivational uh, um, conferences and his in his books, you know, he at, at the end of every chapter, he kind of challenges you to um, these like checks and balances, like what you should do to um, make sure you're doing these things right, asking questions to your peers and stuff like that. And one of the questions is, um, who's done this alone? Like who has got to their leadership position alone? Has anyone ever done it? Um, and you know, the, the concise is no, you, you can't, it's not possible for you to do it alone. You need someone else to elevate you. So what you sacrifice, you sacrifice some responsibilities. You're sacrificing your leadership role and you're delegating that again, back to the things we talked about to other people. You know, you're consulting with other people. You're delegating with other people. You're seeking information. You're informing other people in your, in your role. And the last one is maturity. You have to grow up to grow up. You have to grow up to grow up. You have to um, get into a position where I think in the in the in the maturity position of leadership that you understand things differently. You you take different initiatives. You um, understand your uh, people uh, that you've been working with. Uh, you grow a sense of urgency. You grow a sense of sustainability within an organization, within your mindset that changes the way you plan things, um, so you can you know perpetuate the success. Um, one of the biggest things and why I kind of made this, you know, the, the podcast title, the picture, um, was a, a thing that kind of stuck with me. What he talked about was some great leaders are like mountain climb God, uh, mountain climbing gods. Um, they get people to that goal they never would have done by themselves. And if you think about it in the grand scheme of mountain climbing and their gods, you know, these people are continuously, you know, um, navigating people to a destination the mount everest guys he uh one of the guys he talked about in the um in his book was that what got what was made him so passionate about rock climbing uh being a rock climbing guy and that it's 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 a very dangerous job so you have to be passionate about it is that he has gotten more people to um climb mount everest he's gotten more people to their goal than he has himself because if you think about it i mean he's taking these people up to these mountains so he's doing this just as much as them so he's probably climbed mount everest as many times as you know possible but he doesn't look at it that way he looks at it as 
I've gotten more people there than myself. I've gotten more people to an end goal than myself. And that just, um, I think that's what a great leader does. It doesn't care about how many, like how, how, how high you've gotten, you know, when did you did it at what pace. It's about how many people you've gotten there with you. That's why it's not lonely at the top. Um, I think he does a great job. Um, John does a great job of just, you know, building on these things. Cause these are, these are going in order of the chapters. They just built on to, you know, previous things that he talked about. Um, yeah. So a, a great leader never sets themselves above their followers. They accept responsibilities. Good leaders stoop because that's the only way to reach down to pull people up. Um, and that and and I think that's that's very critical for for leaders in any industry. You know, uh, you have to accept the responsibilities that comes with it, and you know, especially like in the in the in the sports industry organization, um, it's a lot of responsibilities, um, and you have to delegate those within every you know within you know other people. And if you have a manager of like that, um, these people, you have to be willing to. Um, accept those responsibilities. You don't. You don't put the followers. You know, a, a great, a great, a great leader never sets themselves above their followers. So they don't. You know, expect um, their followers to do more than them. They don't expect the responsibility to be a more of a burden on their. You know, the people that they're following. I mean, the people that they're leading than than themselves. And um, I think that's very critical. And and just professional life in general, as a, as that manager, you know, in that manager role, you are uh, a lot more inclined to take, you know, the negative effects of work and um, the shortcomings as a manager because you oversee all these things. You oversee, um, you're like the you 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 have a part of all of these things. Like you know, you, the people's success is as good as your leadership skills. You know, permit them to be the the way you lead them. Um, and I think that's why it was critical for him, for John to talk about how, you know, as leaders, you need to have people under you. You need to do people watching you and allow them to do it themselves. So then the responsibility is, um, is all on you because you've, you've portrayed them. You have put them in this position to be, um, the worker that they, that they are. Um, he talks about, uh, be the best leader you could be. Uh, do not let petty, pettiness or jealousy stop you from reaching to, out to others. Um, uh, just just reflecting on you know one of our one of the first readings that we read in our graduate level class um, about the sports industry, just the introduction to the sports and how you know how competitive it is, um, how you know how um, opportunities are are small and you have to you know are, they come they don't come that often so you have to you know really relish those opportunities and it's a lot it's very competitive and with competitiveness it comes you know jealousy and pettiness um to not help people reach their goals you might have the same goals you might be trying to get that same job and um sports analyst you probably trying to find a more a marketing position within some sports organization or trying to be a sports rep for something and your colleague might have that same uh, job offer but as a leader as someone who um is supposed to care you're supposed to you're supposed to help other people up you're not supposed to you know allow you know um self-driven goals and um the things that you want to cloud your position of leadership. Um, and you have to avoid positional thinking. Uh, leadership is relational as much as it is positional. You can't just think, you know, about the 
position that you are in and this is the way you need to lead other people. If you're in that, you know, assistant manager position, if you're overseeing, you know, in the marketing department or finance department or you're the head chief, you're the head of the finance and um, budget, you're the head of the budget um, that you're supposed to, management that you're supposed to conduct for um, a facility or something like that. Um, you can't just look at it as, you know, this is a position that I am, I'm going to lead as is, as if the position that they gave me, it's a relational, um, you know, everything is relational when it comes to leadership. Um, the more that you can get people to buy in and the more credible, uh, you can be, um, it allows more people to, uh, to adapt and to buy in to the things that you're trying to give off the, the, the leadership that you're trying to provide for others so that the end goal can be successful. Um, one of the like the uh one thing that we kind of discussed in um the uh one of our segments in our graduate level in our graduate class of our sports industry class is um emotional intelligence and he kind of and i think um john he he talks about that um the t- he talks about the toughest person to lead is yourself uh we seldom see ourselves realistically and we talked about this uh, profoundly in our in our class about leadership and how leadership is um, a lot of leadership is reflecting within ourselves and knowing you know having that emotional intelligence of self management self awareness social awareness relationship management those are all critical aspects of working in groups reflecting on conflict and difficult situations you know practicing mindfulness you know managing stress um, all the things that are necessary for uh, you to have in a successful environment. And I just believe that, you know, these things are very critical um, to emotional intelligence, you know, um, taking the necessary steps to uh, identify these shortcomings to help you, you know, um, better understand yourself and better, you know, assess yourself so you can be become a better leader and taking a step at looking at your actions, knowing your values to make a conscious effort to stick to them. You know, learning to listen actively are all, you know, things that are within yourself that you can, you know, that you can delegate and that you can decide that this is what you're going to do and to commit to this so that, you know, it can be a successful, um, uh, a successful walk of leadership. Um, there is a lot of just golden nuggets that he just talked about. Um, practicing patience, um, being one step ahead makes you a leader, but being 50 steps ahead can make you a martyr. Um, few things worthwhile come quickly. That was one of the things you talked about. And I think this is, you know, the point, the, the point of leadership is not to, to finish first. It is to take people with you. I think that's like clarified in the, um, Clarifying in a mission, the vision and the values of the organization, you know, situation of SWOT analysis and stuff like that. Um, your your objectives, you know, setting broad long term goals, action plans, establishing, you know, detailed management action plan with specific operational strategies. These are all, you know, things that are relevant when it comes to, you know, developing a strategic management, um, being a strategic manager, d- developing, you know, a plan of action. Um, for businesses, this is with any business, this is a sports, you know, sport in the sports industry, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just think it's so much content, you know, within this book that just allows you to just um, really indulge in leadership and the things that makes a, the qualities that makes a good leader a leader. 
and um, John Maxwell just does a phenomenal job at it. 